when I become a millionaire, I am going to be so happy. Boy, when I get that brand new car, oh, it's going to just make me so, so happy and excited. When I get into a new relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend, or when I get married, man, that's just going to be so amazing. Once I get this house, oh, that's just going to be great. Or once I get my degree, once I get this brand new job, it's just going to be great. Have you thought like this before or has someone told you some of these things? This is specifically called effective forecasting. And the bad news is that as human beings, we are terrible at it. Welcome to the Life Athletes Podcast. Remember, it's never a good time to take a vacation on your development. So let's start now with your host, Alejandro. The New York Times bestselling book, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, has got to be one of the most practical books, one of the most important books that I think many should read. I think everyone should read portions of this book. Today, I want to go back to what I mentioned at the top of the podcast regarding effective forecasting. As human beings, we are very bad at predicting how we will feel in the future. The studies show it again and again and again. And the importance of that is the danger of thinking that circumstances, a purchase, uh, an experience or an event is going to have a much deeper or substantial effect in your life than it really does. And when we think about this, I do want to go to some of the research and show you some of the examples from the book that will set this context for us. One, two. Three, four, bust it. Daniel Kahneman refers to the specific principle that outlines all of this as the focusing illusion. The focusing illusion. Here's the statement that best defines that principle. Nothing in life is as important as you think it is when you are thinking about it. Nothing in life is as important as you think it is when you're thinking about it. In essence, any aspect of life to which attention is directed will loom large in global evaluation. So what does that mean? He talks about the impetus for this theory with a family debate. And this is regarding his family or a career move from California to New Jersey. And his wife, Daniel Kahneman's wife, indicated that People in California are happier than people on the East Coast and alluding that it's because of the climate. Now, Kahneman argued that the climate is not an important determinant of well-being because there are countries where the climate is is variable. They have even long winters. It's not like California, but yet they still report a high quality of life. So he wanted to convince his wife of this, and this was an opportunity for him to do an experiment of whether or not your climate, something like your climate, would impact level of happiness. So he goes forward and conducts this experiment, and he finds that the Californians did enjoy their climate, and the Midwesterners despised their climate. But here's the kicker. Climate was not an important determinant of well-being. 
There was no difference whatsoever between the life satisfaction of students in California and the students in the Midwest. What he found was, is that your mood is determined by what you think about in the moment. And what happens is that you don't think about, if you live in California, you're typically not thinking about the weather all the time because that's the environment that you're in day in and day out. Same thing with, for example, if you had bought a car. The moment you buy the car, yes, very exciting, maybe for the first couple of months, but after a while, it becomes a regular experience. You get used to the car, the novelty wears off, and your mood or your well-being is dictated primarily by what you think about. This is extremely important because it helps us to understand that what our focus is becomes our reality and ensuring that we don't overfocus many times on something. This is where the effective forecasting piece comes in. Because as you think of experiences like the weather, like the car, again, that novelty in time wears out. Many times we go through very difficult things in life. It's not a matter of if, but when that you experience difficult circumstances in life. So the way that you think about them, how you focus on them can impact also the future. If you constantly focus on everything that is bad about it, you limit yourself to other experiences that you can have, other novelty. And as a result, that will begin to affect the mood that you have continually. If you think of something like a divorce, I remember when I went through that experience and how difficult it was. And the biggest battle in overcoming that was stopping the thinking that my life would be terrible in the future, creating scenarios, thinking that I would be miserable, thinking that I would be unhappy, thinking that I wouldn't be able to have another significant relationship, all of these things about how I would feel in the future. And what Daniel Kahneman is saying here, and also other folks who did some work here are Daniel Gilbert and Timothy Wilson. They call this phenomenon miswanting. They say to describe bad choices that arise from errors of effective forecasting. If I'm thinking that my life is going to be miserable, I may make some choices that may not be in my best interest. For example, I could try to force probably to stay in a relationship that probably should come to an end. But because I have this miswanting I'm not forecasting effectively, thinking that, oh, I'll be miserable without this person, or I'll never have another significant relationship, then you make errors in choices that you can make. The old adage, this too shall pass, has incredible wisdom for us in this situation, because whatever we're going through, whether it's good or bad, recently I saw a video of Tom Hanks talking about this, where he said, the biggest gift you have, or the biggest insight, the most useful insight you'll have is this concept of this too shall pass. When you realize, again, getting back to the focus illusion, that nothing in life is as important as you think it is while you're thinking about it. Anything that you're going through right now, no matter how difficult it is, it will pass. And if you are able to change that effective forecasting. If you consider that there are 
a lot of possibilities available to you in the future that you don't have to paint a doom and gloom picture of the future. Also, if you think you're on top of the world, that you think, oh, I can do no wrong, guess what? That too shall pass. And this brings me to, I think, what Jesus said that is that is so important. Again, I don't know if you subscribe to faith or not, but just think of the wisdom in, in his phrasing here. In Matthew 6.34, it reads, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, or tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In essence, it's don't think about tomorrow. Many times we're creating stress in our lives. We're creating anxiety in our lives because we're doing this effective forecasting and thinking, forecasting how we will feel. And most of the time we're wrong. It's so natural. Think about things like procrastination. This is effective forecasting too. Think about how many times you'll say, oh, I'm going to do this later today or, oh, I'll get all that done this weekend because you are thinking or forecasting that you're going to be in the mood to do those things. And if truth be told, how many of us feel like doing that thing that we said we were going to do? I'm not going to ask you to answer. I can tell you for myself that most of the times I'm wrong. So the value here that I want to communicate to you is I don't know what you may be going through right now. Maybe you've gone through some very difficult things already, or maybe you're in the middle of it. But if you take this principle of the focus illusion and understand that we typically blow things up, we focus so much on them and we create stories and we incorrectly predict how things will be for us in the future. So if we stay in the present more, as Jesus said, he said, take no thought of tomorrow. Think about today. It didn't say don't plan for tomorrow. It said, don't think about and create the forecasting of tomorrow, but think about today. And I think of for, for many people who have become wealthy. Let's talk about this for a minute. Why is it that many of them keep working? Some of them keep working as if they had never made the money. And for those who are not wealthy, the typical response is, why are you still working? And I think it makes a connection to this principle that for many of us, we may be thinking, oh, once I win the lottery, once I become a millionaire, once I have this, once I have that, then I'll be happy. But that is just a wrong way to think. The reason they keep working is because when we're working on something each and every day, the journey or the process, the relationships, that is what is fulfilling. Daniel Kahneman writes in the book here that if you have to choose, if you have to compare, he says, compare two commitments that will change some aspects of your life. And he writes, buying a comfortable new car and joining a group that meets weekly, something like here he has a, a poker club or a book club, whatever it is. Maybe it's a, it's a dance club for you, whatever it is. It says both experiences will be novel and exciting at the start. The crucial difference is that you will eventually pay little attention to the car as you drive it, but you will always attend to the social interaction to which you committed yourself. 
So when we only look at the bias, he calls it what you see is all there is. He says, you are likely to exaggerate the long-term benefits of the car. This is the effective forecasting. You're going to exaggerate the long-term benefits of the car, but you're not likely to make the same mistake for the social gathering or for inherently attention-demanding activities such as playing tennis or learning to play the cello. It states that the focusing illusion creates a bias in favor of goods and experiences that are initially exciting, like that car, even if they will eventually lose their appeal. Time is neglected, is what he writes, causing experiences that will retain their attention value in the long term to be appreciated less than they deserve to be. So we have another principle here that maybe just like I indicated with the millionaires, what gives us vitality is building a business, maybe overcoming the challenges, working in, in those relationships. That is what brings the vitality, not the million dollars. Many times they say the money is just a scorecard. But the reason they keep doing it is because the excitement, the fulfillment in life is in the doing. It's in the journey. It's, it's not really in the destination. But yet all of the advertising and the marketing is designed that way because we typically want an outcome. We get excited. Or if you're on the other end of the spectrum, the doom and gloom situation is just as real. We programmed our minds through music and movies to think that, hey, if, if this happens to me, it's going to be the end of the world. I'll never recover. Hey, that's why heartbreak songs are so big. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, having gone through a divorce, how difficult it was and the battle that was raging in my mind to think of a bright future. And I can tell you why, yeah, some things took a hit. There were some things that hurt. There, there are some things that I lost. There are also a lot of things that I have gained. So I want you to think about this today. What could be that focusing illusion for you? What is it that you're putting too much attention on now, making it bigger than it really is, and then doing effective forecasting and thinking about what your future will be in a way that is not serving you. And again, this works good or bad. This is where sometimes where fantasies happen, where you think you're going to be, oh, once how I started, once I get, I get married, then it's going to be great. And we never live in a static moment. It's the constant living and in relationships, building that relationship and, and having it grow and develop. That is where the living happens. In conclusion, I want you to think of your thinking. You know, the mistake that people make in the focusing illusion involves attention to selected moments and neglect of what happens at other times. So you have to have a lot of things, and I would say good things, to think about so that not only one will dominate or color your experiences. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Life Athletes Podcast. Please rate and review the show as that allows us to continue to bring this content to you. Also, you can support the show financially. You can find the Cash App information in the show notes.